Blog Talk Radio. What's going on, folks? It's your boy, Long Beach Joe, and I am back at it, back at it, back at it, again. I'm back at it again, man. Listen, we got quite a bit to discuss. Free agency is coming up soon. We're going to be talking about that. Players at the New York Jets, you know, need to uh, possibly keep. But there's been a lot of things moving and shaking surrounding the New York Jets, all right? We have been in the news, okay? From uh, Deion Dawkins bashing the Jets, having a lot to say, calling players out of their names, one of them mainly Michael Clemens, to Miko Hardman, allegedly, I have to be very careful when I say this, allegedly, leaking information, leaking the New York Jets' offensive game plan to the Chiefs and the Eagles. (laughs) We're going to be talking about that. We're also going to be talking about Joe Douglas had some things to say at the Combine. One of the things that really stood out was that uh, he's allowing Zach Wilson to seek a trade. He's allowing his agent to go out and uh, see if there's a team that would like to make a move for him. This is starting to heat up here. Also, they're not interested in – tagging Bryce Huff. We're going to discuss all of that, okay? I'm hyped up. Listen, 515-602-969 is the number. Call in. I'm taking all callers. But let me go ahead and start the show. Listen, I'm the man of the people. I'm here for the people. Let me share with you. Promote my Facebook page. Everyone go on Facebook. Search The Long Beach Joe Show. Like that page. My comment there. Go ahead and give it a listen. Message me. I'll message you right back. I love going back and forth with you folks about this football team. Also, leave me some feedback. I love hearing about what you folks think I do here on the Long Beach Joe Show. Oh, yeah, I do. I want to appreciate it. I want to thank everyone and let everyone know that I truly appreciate you for your feedback and everyone that uh, checks out the content. All right. I'm also on Twitter as well. Go on over to Twitter. Type in at the Long Beach Joe, at the Long Beach Joe on Twitter. Okay. When you do that, we can go back and forth. I have a lot of fun over there. You know, going back and forth with a lot of Jets fans, <laughs> getting in arguments, uh, as I often do, okay? Personal is at YoungJ000, at uh, YoungJ000 is my personal uh, Twitter page. We can argue on that as well if you'd like. I've gone back and forth with a lot of Jets fans about a lot of things recently, okay? And we've been, uh, you know, definitely – hashing things out. I am also on iTunes as well, for those of you that may not know. Go on over to iTunes, okay? Type in The Long Beach Joe Show, The Long Beach Joe Show on iTunes. Subscribe to the podcast on there. Give me a five-star rating, and let me know what you folks feel about what I'm doing here on the show by way of leaving feedback over there as well. And again, I want to thank, man, just all everybody that listens to me, period, because I'm always going back and forth with a lot of people and having discussions, but especially my overseas uh, listeners. They continue to show love and continue to tell me about how much they enjoy the discussion. So I want to thank everybody, but again, especially my overseas uh, folks, uh, Jets brothers and sisters. That's, that's what I'm all about. I just want to connect with Jets fans and uh, have a good time. So that's what I do. And, and embrace debate, okay? So I embrace debate. But for those of you that may not know, okay, listen to the show, you know, via the podcast or however you, you know, um, you know, take in this content. I am also on YouTube as well. Okay. Come on over to YouTube. Okay. 
Type in Long Beach Joe Jets, Long Beach Joe Jets on YouTube. Subscribe to the show. Hit that notification bell so when I post content, you folks will be in the door, all right? When you hit that notification bell, hit all, okay? So you'll get all the content. And come on and check your boy out. Also, give the streams and the videos thumbs up. Got content over there, all right? Some people don't know that. And then they check me out. They say, whoa, Joe, you look good. Wow, we didn't know it was just, you know, great takes. You're a very handsome man. Listen, thank you, ladies, okay? I appreciate you, all right? I'm not an arrogant guy. I'm not cocky. I'm just here, you know, just trying to talk Jets and having fun with everybody. So, again, Long Beach Joe Jets, Long Beach Joe Jets on YouTube. Please subscribe. But just know that when you come over here, man, when you come over here, you're going to have to deal with some people, okay? They're the chat. I call my chat the savages. You want to know why? Because they're savage. Oh, yeah. It's crazy. All right. Salutes to all the savages in the chat. Dakota, I see you. Salutes in the building. All the savages watching, listening from wherever you're at. Salutes and respect to all of you, okay? Nobody's safe. Nobody is safe, okay, from the savages. Not even me. Not even me. I'm keeping it all the way real with you. If they don't like your take, they're going to let you know, okay? So with all that said now, as we continue to move forward, I want to start talking about everything we got going on with the Jets. And the place that I want to start first is with Miko Hartman. Boy, oh boy, okay? Miko Hartman went on a podcast called The Pivot, um, hosted, you know, by a couple of great, you know, former NFL players, you know, uh, Ryan Clark, uh, Crowder, Fred Taylor. Like, man, those guys are great players, right? And they do a great job over there uh, at The Pivot as well. Um, And, you know, salute and respect to everything that they do. But Nicole sat down and was talking to them about various things, okay? And, of course, they asked, about, asked him about his time here with the New York Jets. And, you know, he definitely let it be known that you know, he was not happy with his time here. And he had quite a bit of things to say. And I, I want to talk, <laughs> I, I talk about this, but I want to let you folks hear a quick snippet of some things that he had to say that were, you know, quite a bit eye-opening, all right? So, Here's the audio from the pivot. Let me let you guys hear this. And I just feel like it's not an established. What went wrong with the Jets? They trade you. What went wrong there? Y'all treat certain guys that shouldn't be treated like they should be treated. And I just feel like it's not an established coaching staff there as well. Like, you just got a new coach staff that came in. There's no standard. There. It's like everybody do what they want to do. And defense have a more of a stabilized standard with that with the coaching staff on that side. So you would tell the defense got a standard, but the offense is just like, all right, we'll just figure it out. It's Aaron show. They like Aaron do what Aaron do, you know what I mean? But then when Aaron go down, it's like we don't know what to do. But this is that same coach staff that just was out of a job the previous year and average get a new job. So for a fact I'm better than him for sure. Like I ain't trying to you know where I know I'm better than him, I'm better than him too. Garrett Wilson, the only person y'all should just be like, hey. So I have no problem with y'all putting it around Garrett Wilson for sure. I don't, I don't care. Like, that's fine. But when you come to certain other things, like, come on, like, I don't understand why I'm not in the rotation with that. And y'all never gave me a reason as to why either. This, this is my thing was. Y'all can't tell me about winning. I've been to four Super Bowls in five years. You know what I'm saying? Now, you feel me? But beforehand, I've been to four AFC championships. I've been to three Super Bowls. I've won two of them. Like, I know what winning looks like. 
Right. I know what winning is. So y'all keep telling me certain things. It's like, I'm not going for that. Like, because y'all not doing it right. Like, we got hammers on the ground. We don't got no discipline. People feel like it's too many individual egos in this locker room or whatever. And I'm telling them, like, this not going to get y'all to win. It's not going to happen. Now, as you folks heard here, there from that audio, from what Nicole said on the pivot there, we've heard quite a bit of those things, right? We heard quite a bit of those things and, you know, from leaks in the past. And to be completely honest, uh, I'm not saying that Nicole Hardman was the leak or was the leak from that standpoint, but, man, a lot of the things that he said, honestly, were verbatim from articles that we heard that had that said that they had uh, informants from within the New York Jets facility. Uh, some of them saying that they had informants from within the locker room that were telling them things like that. Okay. Now, when, again, we've heard a lot of the things that he's saying, the lack of adjustments, uh, coaching-wise, and we saw that as well. We clearly saw Nathaniel Hackett struggled, especially once Aaron Rodgers went down. Uh, we saw him struggle to adjust his game plan to Zach Wilson. We saw him struggle to integrate you know, certain players within the offense, Miko Hartman being one of them. Um, but there were other things that he said as well that were kind of surprising to me. Um, you know, him talking about, you know, just the sloppiness, helmets on the ground, you know, letting people know, hey, you know, this is not how you win because whether you like it or not, Miko Hartman has, you know, with the Chiefs at least, uh, has been on the team that, you know, has win. So those are some of the things that I've hopefully the New York Jets are going to clean up this upcoming season especially with Aaron Rodgers back. But he did say some things that were eye-opening, okay, that were definitely eye-opening. Um, he talked about Xavier Gibson, um, you know, being a guy that definitely stepped up into a role, especially as a returner. And he talked about how his relationship with Brent Boyer kind of went south because of Gibson, you know, being called into being a returner. Um, as we know, uh, Xavier Gibson stepped up this year, gave us something from a return standpoint, not just from a tournament standpoint, but also, you know, from a receiver position as well. We saw him catch some footballs, really step into a role, really get better, really do his thing, and uh, push me cold kind of down, you know, the hall in, 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 in spots where maybe he would have been utilized, right? So when you look at the situation, me talked about how, uh, he was asked to step in and return some punts because Xavier Gibson was dealing with an injury. And because Brent Boyer hadn't talked to him throughout the week about doing this, he told Brent Boyer no. <laughs> That's what he told him. Uh, then when Sulla comes to him and says, hey, you know, we need you to return punts. What's up? He told Sulla, listen, I'm not doing it. Um, Brent Boyer asked me, I told him no, because I don't like, you know, how he coaches and how he came at me. My mind was not on, uh, you know, being a, a returner this week. So I'm not doing that. And that was kind of eye opening to me because again, we have been told and we, you know, kind of seen Xavier Gibson really step into the role. And even when he was traded, uh, we heard Joe Douglas come out and talk about how Gibson, you know, stepping into the role really kind of allowed them to move on from Nicole. But you also got to think if you're a coach, right, and you're within that, 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 that coaching staff and you have Nicole telling you that he's not going to do something, how much did that hurt his role there, right? How much did that hurt his role? I bet you that that absolutely played a role in him getting up out of here as well, okay? 
Now, he also talked about something else that was very eye-opening as well. Nicole, on the pivot, said that he could not stand to be on the Jets so much at one point. He contacted the Chiefs' locker room. He contacted their, their front staff, right, their staff. He called the Chiefs, and he let them know, okay, their general manager and all those guys. He let them know, hey, make a trade for me. Get me up out of here. Please come and get me. Let, me. let me go. I want to come back to the team. The reason why this is so eye-opening is because that's tampering. <laughs> you can't do that in the NFL, bro. That's literally – Illegal, man. You know? So it was like, uh, okay, so you're just going to sit up here and admit that you contacted the Chiefs to make a trade for you, uh, you know, before we eventually moved on from him. Now, again, all of this that's just coming out now, I'm pretty very sure that this was unbeknownst to the New York Jets at the time. But, Wow. Instead of just closing his mouth and moving forward, Nicole Hartman decides to come out, dump on the Jets, and then spiel, right, that he had contacted the Chiefs on his way to move on. Insane. Now, after this pivot situation and all the things that were talked about, all of a sudden, we start to see different things come about as well with this on the spin. And it came in the form of players, right, that – were on the team coming out and kind of speaking to this situation. One of them, the first one, was Thomas Morstead, okay? A punter that we all know really did great work for the New York Jets this season, okay? And we're hoping to have him uh, resign and come back. Now, Morstead sent out a tweet, okay? And I'm going to read this tweet verbatim. Morstead says, be careful getting information from disgruntled former employees Getting beat out by a rookie free agent after being guaranteed millions of dollars is tough to deal with. Entitlement is a killer of opportunity. You have to earn it every year. Now, clearly, this was a, you know, a response to me, Cole Hartman, and what he had to say in the pivot, right? Okay, okay. Morstead, veteran guy, been in this league for a long time, stepping up and defending his team and defending his guys from what Miko was trying to say. Then it continues on, right? <laughs> this is where it starts to really heat up. Now we already got the tampering. We already got you saying that you had turned down things that the Jets coaching staff told you to do. You know, okay. Well then Kenny Yaboa responds to this situation as well. Kenny Yaboa quote tweets, he quote tweets Thomas Morstead and the quote that I just read. And he responds to it, okay, by saying, I like this, OG. He says, hey, I like this. I like, I like what you had to say and how you cleaned him up, right? Well, then a person comes and speaks to him in the comments as well and says, hey, Kenny, how do you feel about me cold? Well, Yaboa doesn't hold back. And, you know, as a guy, you know, that, that, that you know, we all know, especially players on this team, Okay, NFL players as a whole, but definitely players on this team, they don't, uh, you know, they don't open up like that. <laughs> Unless it's something they really feel is in their heart, they do not let it go, okay, so quick, especially in this market. Well, Kenny Yaboa did just that. Kenny Yaboa says 
about B. Cole Hartman after being asked. He responds, he's tripping out. He ain't talk about his own work ethic. Mm. He ain't talk about his own work ethic and how the Georgia Eagles got our game plan. Excuse me, sir? What did you just say? (laughs) Excuse me. The Georgia Eagles got our our game plan? Interesting. Very interesting. Now, you could just look at that situation and go, okay, well, you know what? That's just Kenny Yaboa, right? Only Yaboa had something to say about that. No, no, no. (laughs) No, no, no. Because Sauce Garner also tweets as well. He tweeted it and then deleted it, okay? But we've seen it. Sauce Garner tweets, and this is after Yaboa. Sauce Garner tweets, we ain't going to talk about how our offensive game plan got leaked versus the Eagles, though. Now, it seems as if, to me, and clearly to everyone else, that there are Jets players that clearly, right, that clearly have an idea that Nicole Hartman leaked the New York Jets' offensive game plan to not only the Eagles, but there's also talks that he leaked it to the Chiefs as well. Wow. I mean, wow, right? What, what, how much, that is disgusting, okay? Now, again, this is, this is all alleged. This is all alleged, okay? But it's interesting that Kenny Yaboa talked about the Georgia Eagles because we know that in Georgia, you know, he went there. And I'm sure he's very tight with a lot of Georgia players. And what I will say is there's a lot of Eagles players Okay, there's quite a bit of Eagles players, especially some that they recently drafted. That's from Georgia. <laughs> That's all I'm going to say. Okay. Now, what's, what's kind of surprising about that, right, is the Eagles, we beat them this year. That was one of the bigger wins of the season. The team performed very solidly. And even against the Chiefs, right, that was one of Zach Wilson's, like, premier games. I just, I just find it very interesting to now hear about all these things from Miko Hartman, to hear about how he felt his time here went, to hear about how he contacted the Chiefs, which, again, is tampering, and I hope that the New York Jets front office contacts the NFL and they look into that. And I find it very interesting that a couple of players are coming out and saying that he's leaked information to teams. Now, he has come out, okay? He has come out and kind of backtracked his statements, especially about, uh, specifically, excuse me, about the Chiefs, about him contacting the Chiefs. He said, hey, you know, that's not something that I would do, all right? Now, what I find interesting is that there's so many players, uh, you know, especially, again, Sauce Garner is not some, you know, small-time guy, okay? Like, why would these guys be coming out and saying that you're doing this? Now, again, he's also came out and addressed that as well, calling them false accusations about him and his character and he, that he would never leak game plans to other teams and that he's all about, you know, making sure that you win no matter the cost. He's never going to help an opponent or give an opponent the upper hand. So allegedly, right, allegedly, 
he leaked game plans to the Chiefs and the Eagles. But what I do find extremely interesting as well, outside of tampering, outside of the, the leaks, the, the questions surrounding him and leaks, is how a lot of the things that he said <laughs> sounded like they came directly out of those articles that were written. Very interesting. I will say that. So, Nicole Hartman, man, he's out of here, though. He's with the Chiefs, and he caught that last football and got him a Super Bowl. He's got himself another ring there. But, man, if it's true that he's the guy that was leaking and doing all that stuff, I am so glad that he's out of the New York Jets facility. I am so glad, beyond myself, happy. Because the last thing you want is a guy like that in your facility. All right? As we continue to move on, and we'll be talking about that again, 515-602-9639, 515-602-9639 is the number. Call in. We're taking all callers. I'll get to the lines in just a second. We got quite a bit to cover. The New York Jets have also released Lakin Tomlinson as well, for those of you that may not know. Uh, the Jets released Lakin, and they saved $8.1 million on the cap. Now, there was a lot of fans that I had discussions with that were upset about this situation. They were upset about Lakin being moved on from. They said, Joe, hey, listen, that opens up another hole along our offensive line. And I'm like, uh, did you guys watch the game? Because if you did, <laughs> that hole was there whether <laughs> he was here, you know, whether he was going to be cut or actually playing because he was so bad. Lakin Thomason was a terrible left guard here. And don't try to sell me, okay, don't try to sell me that Lakin Thomason was bad because of Keith Carter. No, he's bad way before Keith Carter, okay? He was bad the, the, the day we got him. The first game, he was getting torched. Now, keep in mind, there was a time where we were more concerned about the right side of the offensive line. We were concerned about AVT at the time, being over at right guard for the first time in his career. We were concerned about that right tackle spot with Max Mitchell, right? We were concerned about those things, but we quickly saw that the concern should not be on the right side, and it should absolutely be on the left side because those are the guys that were getting cooked. And Lakin was one of the guys that was getting bullied and pushed around over there, straight into a quarterback's lap. I remember it like it was yesterday. So I don't have a problem with the New York Jets moving on from Lakin Tomlinson, not at all. What it does do is it allows the New York Jets to take that $8.1 million um, and move forward and better this football team um, with that money and with those spots. Now, I will tell you this, though. This does open up an opportunity for Vera Tucker to possibly move back to right guard and, excuse me, left guard and stay at left guard for the season. That's something that I would like to, uh, to see because Vera Tucker, we've seen him all over the place, left tackle, right tackle. Started at left guard, played right guard as well. Only thing he didn't play on the team, only thing he hasn't played is center. I don't think he, he, he hasn't played center yet, but I'm very sure that he could do that as well, right? But I want to see him put in a spot and stay there. And I think left guard, with that now clearly opening up because we're moving on from Lakin, I think would be a good move for ABT. I know there's a lot of people talking about moving him uh, or keeping him at right guard or even moving him back out to right tackle. I, if anything, I want to see him stay in the interior, whether it be right guard, but definitely I'd like to see him move back to left guard and kept there uh, for the rest of this season. And, again, there's some guards as well that the New York Jets could end up going after in free agency, which is coming up, okay, 
that I think are going to be out there or could be out there that could definitely help the New York Jets uh, interior of their offensive line, which we need to do because, again, if we have Super Bowl expectations, right, if that's what we have this upcoming season, then guess what? We're going to need to protect Aaron Rodgers. That's what you're going to have to do because if you don't, you're going to be in a lot of trouble, okay? Ezra Cleveland from the Jags I think would be great for us. Uh, Kevin Zeitler from the Ravens I think would be nice. Robert Hunt from the Dolphins, Kevin Dotson from the Rams. Those are all guys that the New York Jets can end up targeting that I think would be great moves for us, okay? Great moves for us. So it's very, very interesting to see what's going on here and uh, see how the New York Jets are going to address that offensive line position. So I hope Joe Douglas is going to be able to get things done. Now, as we continue to talk about this team, because the Jets have so much, so many things going on. (laughs) They have so much happening, man, all right? Joe Douglas actually sat down and spoke with the media at the Combine, okay? Uh, He had quite a bit to say, man, had quite a bit to say. Um, He started off by talking about the comments that Miko Hartman made, okay? He said that the comments that Miko Hartman made about contacting the Chiefs definitely resonated with him, okay? And I think when he says that, I think when he says (laughs) – that the comments resonated with him. I think he's saying, uh, you know, he's definitely going to be looking to contact the NFL about tampering, as he should. Now, that that's what I believe he's saying, okay? As he should, because that is egregious, okay? So I'm hoping that he does go forward and uh, contact the NFL, and I hope they do do an investigation and, you know, see if they can slam the Chiefs with something there, because that, that's egregious, Okay. He also talked about Woody Johnson, as we know that Woody Johnson came out this offseason and uh, recently and talked about his frustrations with the team. He did rip into Zach Wilson, which he should not have done. Okay, and we'll talk about Zach Wilson in just a second. (laughs) But uh, he did rip uh, into Zach Wilson uh, saying, hey, we need a backup quarterback. (sighs) Woody, Woody, Woody. But Woody Johnson also did talk about his frustrations here. Okay, talked about his frustrations with last season, the way things turned out, and, uh, you know, basically made it known that Robert Sulla and Joe Douglas, they got to get things together or, you know, there could be some changes. Now, he didn't say that there was going to be a playoff mandate or nothing, but he did say, uh, you know, they've got to win more games than just what they won this year. Now, Joe Douglas, okay, at the Combine, when he sat down with the media, he said that he mirrored Woody's frustration, you know, with the, the way that the season ended and how everything went throughout the rest, throughout the season. He also talked about how, you know, the, the, the position that they're in. Okay. And we all know this is the New York Jets, right? This is a franchise that is in a, just in a media hotbed. Everybody, you know, we haven't won in a while, all those things. We all know that. Right. And he said, inherently that comes with pressure, but they're going to continue to move forward. They're going to continue to pound. They're going to continue to push to do whatever they need to do to make sure that this team is prepared and gets it done. They need to get it done. He did. He talked about, hey, we can't just keep talking about it. We got to finish. We got to go out there and produce. He also talked about how he identifies, you know, they, they clearly identified what's wrong. They know that what's wrong with the team and they've got to fix it. So they, they have, um, you know, a clear set, clearly it must be a clear set plan to attack uh, certain position groups to continue forward to make this team better. And I think the, clearly the biggest position group uh, that they're going to attack is going to be the Jets offensive line. Um, I know a lot of people have 
clearly, we all watch the Jets uh, week in and week out. Our offensive line is putrid. And I think that if you look at uh, what our offense showed us last year, is that if you do not have a functioning offensive line that can hold the fort and protect your quarterback you know, adequately, your offense will fall off of a cliff, okay? Your offense will fall off of a cliff, all right? So I think that's a position that they're going to address, and uh, we'll see how things uh, move forward with that. Also, Joe Douglas, speaking at the Combine, also talked about Bryce Huff. We've all been wondering about Bryce Huff and what's going on with him. We've all been wondering this, okay? How are they going to handle his situation? We know that he's up for a contract. We know that he's you know, really graded out as one of the top pass rushers in the league. He's getting after it. This guy can move, all right? And he's a jet. He's a real jet, a guy that we brought in on draft free agent. We all know what Bryce Huff has been able to do here, and every year he's just gotten better and better and better. 10.5 sacks this year, led the New York Jets in sacks. So when asked about Huff and the situation, Joe Douglas says that the Jets' plans as of now Okay, he said the Jets plans as of now are not to franchise Huff. He said that they will have productive talks in the future. Boy, oh, boy. (laughs) Boy, oh, boy. Let me tell you something. Uh, (laughs) I, I hope and pray that Joe Douglas takes care of this situation with Huff. Okay, now keep in mind. The Jets have until March 5th to place that tag, the, the, the franchise tag, on Huff if they decide to go that way because he did say as of now, okay? Maybe things change. But as of now, they have until March 5th to place that uh, franchise tag on Bryce Huff if they decide to change their minds, okay? Now, that franchise tag will carry a $21.3 million charge, okay? Now, You look at this situation, man, I would love to see Bryce Huff stay a New York Jet, okay? And the reason why I would like to see him stay a New York Jet is because if we have Super Bowl expectations and we truly want to compete with these teams in the AFC that are just monstrous, right? You look at the litany of great quarterbacks that's in the AFC, right? I can just name a couple off the top of my head. I'm sure y'all can go crazy in chat. Salutes to all the savages, J.E. Dakota, you know, everybody that's in here, man, you know what I'm saying? All the savages going back and forth, Todd, Seth, Jay, salutes, all right? Listen, you got, I mean, Josh Allen is in our division. You got Herbert. You got C.J. Stroud, who's a young guy, clearly, that's looking like he is going to be a beast as his, as his career continues, right? All these other guys, Joe Burrow, I mean, Lamar Jackson. I can keep naming names, but we all know, right? The, the final boss, <laughs> the final boss, right, the big man on top of the mountain, Patrick Mahomes, if you do not have a pass rush, right, a consistent, adequate pass rush to get after him, you're going to lose. <laughs> and you're going to lose every time. We've seen this, right? Especially, and, and this is what blows my mind when I speak to so many Jets fans, about this situation is because for years we didn't have a pass rush for years. I remember, I remember after John Abraham, there was like a decade where there was really nobody, nobody that we could consistently lean on 
to be a pass rusher here, okay? And we saw how that hurt us. We saw how we couldn't get to quarterbacks. They would have 40 minutes to throw the football against us, 40. I remember there was one year I went to MetLife, and I watched I watched Russell Wilson with a jacked-up knee literally torch the Jets. He threw for, like, over 300 yards. And when I tell you, I sat in my seat at MetLife, and I watched him have the most comfortable time doing so, it was insane. <laughs> there was no one that could get to him at all, at all. And this was, this was during the Bowles era when there was, there was no consistent pass rusher. There was no one that can get after it. He had a field day against us, had a field day, and we couldn't get after him at all. And so when I look at this situation, I say to myself, and I'm reminded of those times, and I watched this guy come in here and have 10.5 sacks, double-digit sacks for us. And I'm looking at the situation here, and I'm saying, Joe Douglas has to find a way to get this guy resigned. He has to find a way. I'm thinking anywhere from 17 to 19 million is going to get you Bryce Huff and keep him here for years to come. And I believe that the New York Jets must do that. Because if you're talking about winning a Super Bowl, if you're talking, I just talked about Patrick Mahomes. Don't, I want this to be very clear. Don't think he's the only guy that can, that can shred you. Because Joe Burrow, he'll take you to school as well. You don't get pressure on him. Good Lord, Jamal, uh, Jamal, goodness gracious, excuse me, Lamar Jackson. Whoa. Play around with Lamar Jackson and don't get a pass rush on him and see how he'll throw for 700 yards against you. See how he does it, right? Because after Bryce Huff, right, you have Jermaine Johnson, who's a great player. He's a very good player. Pro bowler. He had 7.5 sacks this year, right? He's going to have to have double-digit sacks next season if Bryce, Huff, or if Bryce Huff is gone, if his impact is gone. But then after Jermaine Johnson, there's a lot of question marks, right? The next guy that we're hoping to really take that next step forward will be Will McDonald. Just drafted him, Right? But can you really say that Will McDonald is ready to step up and have double-digit sacks next season? I don't know if you can at this point. Will McDonald, you look at his rookie year, he was deactivated for a bunch of games, right? Play was a bit up and down. And again, he's a rookie. You're going to see that. Plays up and down. I think he only had like three sacks this year. You're going to be asking that guy to come in and get you double-digit sacks and consistent pressure, and he has to, Right? He has to in year two in with Super Bowl expectation. That's a lot to put on him, man. That's a lot to put on him. That's a lot. Okay. And honestly, after after those two guys, if Huff is let go, after after those two guys, you don't have anything consistent there, pass rusher wise. Don't try to sell me on John Franklin Myers, because John Franklin Myers is not a consistent pass rusher. And we all know that because there was a season the first year we got Carl Lawson. He got injured and was down for the year. We tried to defend or we tried to depend, excuse me, on John Franklin Myers. And uh, we couldn't. He would disappear in games. So I think that letting Huff go would hurt the New York Jets, but especially letting him go for nothing 
what hurts the Jets. If you cannot get a deal done, and I'll come to the chat in just a second. Salutes to all the savages in the chat, okay? I'll come to you all in just a second. If you can't get a deal done with Huff, if you cannot get him signed, you damn sure better franchise that man and work out a trade. Don't let him walk out the door for free. Don't do that. Do not do that. I, I, that, would be, that would be catastrophic if you just let him walk out the door, sign with another team, and then you end up struggling during this season trying to get consistent pass rush on quarterbacks in, this, in, this, in the AFC. That would, man, that would suck. And that would absolutely put a light on Joe Douglas and Sulla, you know, on this staff, especially if the Jets don't perform. That, that could definitely put them on the road to being up out of here. Salutes to GVH. I see you in the chat, Savage. GVH says, "What would what are we doing with our what are we doing with our D line? Uh, this upcoming year will be interesting. Um, but losing Huff, restructuring John Franklin Myers, or losing all of our interior guys minus Williams, we will struggle to get to the QB without a rotation. That's exactly what I'm saying. And when you look at all these guys that we're going to be facing, all these offenses, if you come in with a three headed monster, right?" With a Huff that we've seen already 10.5, you're thinking he's definitely going to get better this next upcoming season, right? Jermaine Johnson really taking the next step as well. Step as well. And then you got Will McDonald really taking that next step forward to really add the push, add the boost to the pass rush as well. You come in with a three-headed monster, you're definitely going to be able to really compete with these top, these top teams. You're going to be able to do that. And I say that because if you look, if you look around this league, right, even if we just stay in our division, there's a reason why the Bills went out and got Von Miller. There's a reason why they did that. It was because they had they seen with the mountaintop who's up there. They've seen it, okay? They were a team that was competing and still can compete to be in a Super Bowl, okay? They were one of the teams that were thought as, as a team that could absolutely compete to be in a Super Bowl and win a Super Bowl. And they kept matching up with these with these Chiefs, and they said, you know what, we got we to gotta do more. And they already had Rousseau and Ed Oliver, and, you know, we can keep naming the names over there that get after the quarterback. They had a good pass rush already. They were blitzing consistently, and they said, you know what, bruh, to deal with this guy Mahomes up there in Kansas City, that's not enough. We got to get more. Our cup must run its over. <laughs> okay. And so they went and got Von Miller. They paid him to come in and be that guy to get after the quarterback, okay? So letting go of Huff, I, I just don't think it's a good move. And, again, if you're going to – if you're going to – if you can't get a deal done for whatever reason, because, again, it is free agency, I understand. 857, I'll be coming to you in just a second, okay? Other callers, new callers, hold on, okay? Again, 515-602-969. Also put your thoughts in the chat. I'll be coming to you all. I understand that this is free agency. I get it, okay? And I get that especially a pass rusher, the ilk of Huff, is definitely going to get a lot of attention. If you just cannot get a deal done because the numbers are just wild, and I'm sure that they're, they're all, you know, they're doing their due diligence, and they know what, what teams around the league are looking to offer him. They know that there's going to be teams that are coming out that might just blow the doors off the joint. If that's what's happening, then the least you can do is franchise this guy and try to at least get a second-round pick back for him. 
Do something so that he does not walk away from your building, right? So that he does not walk away from your building and you end up with nothing. You end up with nothing, and you let a really good pass rush in this league slip right out of your midst. I'm telling you, that, that would be really bad. Really, really bad. That would be really bad for the Jets, especially if the Jets' pass rush struggles next season and up is gone. Oh, brother, you will have Jets fans, re- I'm telling you, screaming, ready to jump off the roof, all right? So the final thing I'm going to talk about here, and again, we'll get to the lines, 515-602-9639, 515-602-9639 is the number. Call in. We're taking all callers. Zach Wilson. Oh, baby. <laughs> Zach Wilson, uh, Joe Douglas talked about him as well, all right? Now, uh, Joe Douglas sat down again with the meeting. He was talking, uh, talking with them about different things on the team. And when asked about Zach Wilson, he made it very short and sweet. He said that the New York Jets, you know, him and, and, and the team, have given Zach Wilson's agent permission to seek a trade. I know this is interesting, okay? It's interesting for uh, a few reasons. One is because it starts to make you think, right, immediately when I hear, wow, they're allowing him to seek a trade, right? What exactly is Zach Wilson's trade value? And I'm racking my brain, and I'm like, what could it be? <laughs> like, he, uh, what, exactly, what exactly, you know, could teams look at him and say, hey, we'll give the Jets something? Now, ESPN did talk, uh, did come out and, and say that they had talked to various NFL execs, and the feedback that they got wasn't very good, right? That Zach Wilson is not valued around the league. Of course, we all know that because it's been very up and down with Zach Wilson. Even this season, he had some flashes. That Chiefs game, some people argue that the Chiefs game this year is the best game he's ever played since he's been here. That Zach Wilson that we saw in that Chiefs game was a top, could be a top quarterback in this league. <laughs> but the problem is that that Chiefs game wasn't consistent. Right, very up and down. And people talk about a lot of different things from protection to whatever else, right? But the results have not been consistent. Solid results have not been consistent, right? So what exactly is this trade value? I believe they're in that ESPN uh, piece they said one NFL executive said that uh, he would give away, I think it was a week stay at the Best Western <laughs> for Zach Wilson. And many of them said that they weren't fans of him, okay? So – I don't know exactly what we can get back for Zach Wilson. I would guess it wouldn't be much, especially when you look at the situation of he, he's, he's a reclamation project, okay? And we all know that. Not only that, but his confidence, you know, we've seen his confidence be completely shot, all right? So now you have to build up his confidence. So I don't know if there's any team in the league that really would be willing to part with capital um, to take Zach Wilson. And then you also got to look at the financial implications as well right, that come with Zach Wilson. We know he's still in that rookie deal. If the Jets were to trade Zach Wilson, I believe they would save about $5.4 million, but we would have to take a $7. million dead cap penalty hit, okay? Now, that $5.5 million, you know, thing that we would save would also be Wilson's cap figure for the acquiring team. So whoever we sent him to, they'd have to um, deal with that five point four or five million okay not the jets if we can't find a partner for whatever reason which again i I don't know exactly where we would be able to send them 
right? I don't know what team would be willing to take him on as a backup kind of reclamation project. Uh, if we can't, if we even look to release him, um, it wouldn't do anything for us. And we'd have an $11 million cap penalty. So if we release him, there's going to be some issues as well for us. $11 million dead cap penalty. That's what it would hit us. Now, I've floated out this idea in the past, and I don't know. I don't know. I could see, you know, maybe the Jets sitting down with them and saying, listen, we can't find nowhere for you to go. Aaron Rodgers is here. He likes you a lot. I'm sure y'all are sitting down and talking. How about we give you a two-year extension? We lower your cap quite a bit, lower that cap number down, and sit you behind him for two years. And then guess what? Uh, at some point, right, you might have a chance to compete to be the starter again. But these next two years, we'll uh, look into, you know, definitely taking a young quarterback. I'm very sure the Jets are going to do that. And I'm very sure they're going to attack the backup quarterback market as well to bring in a veteran backup quarterback. Um, but that'll give you two years behind Aaron Rodgers to soak in all of this offense, right? If everything works out the way we hope, it will. You can sit back, soak in all the game. He'll give you everything. And then two years, you know, you'll get your chance. And if it works out cool, if it doesn't, then you can move on. I could see the Jets doing that. And that's, that would benefit Zach Wilson too. I could see Zach Wilson's side coming to them and saying, hey, can we do that? This is just my thought process. This is just an idea that I floated out. But I don't know exactly who's going to take Zach Wilson. I really don't. I don't know who would trade for him at all. And I know that there's been a lot of talk about the Rams being a trade partner. I don't get that at all because Mike LaFleur, who was the New York Jets' former offensive coordinator, is the current offensive coordinator of the Rams. He's out there with Sean McVay. One of the reasons why he didn't work out here is because of Zach Wilson. He couldn't get Zach Wilson to take that next step. And, you know, throughout the media, right, there was a lot of talk that it was very clear that the relationship between Mike LaFleur and Zach Wilson just fell apart, <laughs> fell apart on his way up out of here. He, even, he was one of the guys that started to say things like, as he was on his way out the door, that it would have benefited Zach Wilson to maybe sit and take some time behind a veteran quarter. He, he was the first guy to come out and say that. That was the last year that he was here. So I don't think that that happens either. All right? I don't think he goes to Rams. I just – I don't know. I don't know exactly where he would go. I don't know who would, would trade for him. I don't think we would garner much capital. I would think a, maybe a seventh-round pick, a conditional sixth or seventh-round pick would probably be the way that we would go. That's just my thought process about it. I don't get it. All right? Salutes to Outlaw in the chat. Outlaw says, hopefully the Vikings pick up that phone. Raiders, please contact us to get Zach Wilson. Well, salutes to Outlaw. I don't know if that happens. I don't know. I just I, – I cannot see where someone would want to grab up Zach Wilson and trade capital for him to bring him in and just be a backup quarterback. Couldn't do it, especially with the litany of guys that are already out there that are going to be, you know, out there in free agency. And you're going to take a, a $5.4 million cap hit, almost $6 million, for a guy that you're going to have to completely fix, even if he's – Called in to be a backup? I don't know, man. I don't know. So we're going to get to these lines. Again, 515-602-969. 515-602-969 is the number. Call in. We're taking all callers. Listen, when you call in, please make sure that your phone line is good to go. Make sure that the, 
You know, I have crazy headsets on. Also, please turn me down if you are listening to your boy in your background. <laughs> I appreciate y'all, all right? Also, uh, please subscribe if you haven't already. Hit that notification bell. So when I post content, you need to know, please give the stream a thumbs up and share it across your social media with your friends and your family, okay? So first caller we're going to get to, okay? First caller we are going to get to, we're going to 857. 857, Chris, we're coming directly to you. We're coming to Chris. And I know he's got some things to tell us. I know he's got some things to say, all right? For those of you that do not know, listen, this, this man, Chris, He's a savage. Hey, Joe, what's up, man? Hey, what's Chris, up? what's going on, man? How you doing? Listen, listen, Chris. There's been a lot of things moving and shaking around here. <laughs> the New York Jets are in. We are in the news, as usual, right? We are in the news. Yep. Give me your thoughts. I want to start off with this Nicole Hartman situation first. What are your thoughts about him talking about contacting the Chiefs? And, you know, according to, you know, Jets players, Sauce, it seemed like Kenny Yaboa coming out and saying that uh, he leaked, uh, you know, the Jets game plan uh, to the Eagles. And there's also rumors that he leaked it to the Chiefs as well. What are your thoughts about this whole situation with him, man? Well, uh, you know, you know, if other players, I mean, it's it's testament. Usually with the Jets, you could, you know, that kind of stuff would have, this, you know, would have would have revealed itself during the season. It's testimony that it, this, it, you know, it came out this far, you know. So you want to give them least credit for that, but um, you know, that's disgraceful. I mean, McCall Hartman's always been a class guy. He's never really. You know, dog teams. He's never really said anything. He's really been a, a guy that had a lot of integrity. I'm surprised that he went in on the Jets like that because he really don't really say anything too much about anything else. Um, I mean, I guess he's disappointed in his role and he was beat out by Xavier Gibson. So um, that was, I guess, that was the uh, the uh, the problem in um, in uh, with him. He was he was upset about it. Um, about being beat out by an undrafted rookie. But, I mean, yeah. this is the NFL, man. This is the, listen, uh, like I said, you know, just because you're a number one pick doesn't mean you you have any a right to stuff. You know, you still got to earn it. And he, yeah, he was upset about it, you know. So yeah, that's a fact. He should be- and even more said, you know, spoke up and said something like that as well. You know, getting beat out by, you know, an undrafted guy, it, you know, I'm pretty sure it's going to sting, especially when you're guaranteed money. But here's the deal. We all know that the Jets preach competition at every position. We know that, right? So you right. have to compete for your spot. Yeah. And if you, ain't, if you ain't getting it done, bro, you ain't getting it done. But I would just, again, even some of the things that he said about the coaches, about the offensive, you know, game planning and the lack of, basically the lack of adjustments. And once Aaron Rodgers was down, things just kind of went haywire. I think we all kind of looked and said, hey, even though Xavier Gibson was stepping up, that there's possibly some kind of way that they would have utilized McCole better. But I also think, and I, and I talked about this earlier, that him refusing to return punts, I think could have soured his relationship with the coaching staff as well. I mean, don't you think that that could have played a role? Yeah, I think that, you know, you, this is a team game. Um, nobody's promised a position. Um, you know, you're supposed to be do what's best for the team. I'm sure Patrick Mahomes asked him to, to, to return punts. He'd do it. You know, Andy Reid. So, I mean, yeah. 
what's the difference? I mean, getting on the field is getting on the field. I mean, if yep. you return a couple of punts, you know, that's it. But, I mean, uh, you know, for him, as a player that's been injured for years and years and years and years, who haven't really stayed healthy, has a problem with health uh, over the, over his life of his career, um, he's got to put something on tape. And if you put something mm-hmm. on tape, that's how you keep the job, you know. So, mm-hmm. I mean, uh, he's gonna, he's gonna, he. This is gonna affect his career. He should have, she shouldn't have said anything, man. You know, mm-hmm. he should have said, shut yeah. up and say, this didn't yep. work out. You know, those guys, there's a great guys on the team, but he wants to, you know, he's feeling himself because he caught that pass in the Super Bowl. You know, mm-hmm. so I mean, yeah. he caught one pass, and then, and then he, <laughs> you know, what I'm saying, I mean, everybody was drawing to Travis Kelsey. He caught one pass, and now he's the now he's Jerry Rice. I mean, okay. come on, man. I mean, that's that's yeah. not like some great play that you know, like what's his name, Amani Toomer, or that's not some great mm-hmm. play where you you catch it on your head and you know you just you just did an in route where no everybody was drawing Charles Kelsey and the game plan was there and you had the best mm-hmm. quarterback in the last twenty years to come out. I mean, you're not mm-hmm. that special. Yeah. Listen, I you know he's feeling himself. You know I will say that I, I just yeah I just man I look at it and I just say man if he would have kept his mouth shut and just walked away and you know take your ring That's take your stuff do. and going about your business your life would have been you know much better than it could be you know going forward especially again mm-hmm. I, I'm pretty sure that Joe Douglas is going to pursue making sure that the NFL gets all in their business with this situation with tampering uh, with the Chiefs and him possibly like he said at least contacting the Chiefs to get him away from the Jets. Now, as we continue to talk about this football team, we continue to talk about the Jets, what are your thoughts about Joe Douglas coming out and saying that they are allowing Zach Wilson and his agent to seek a trade, man? What are your thoughts about that? And what kind of trade value do you think Zach Wilson even has? Uh, I don't know what kind of uh, trade value he has. Maybe we should force the Kansas City Chiefs to take it. You know, (laughs) (laughs) You know, maybe we need to do that. You know, if we the force say, "Hey, we'll probably say you got to take Zach Wilson off our hands." You know, um, <laughs> Zach Zach is is a guy that I mean, when he came into the league, I never thought that he was, he would be the guy that they you know thought it would be. One, you know, his his plays were splash plays. He had to learn how to play the game. Um, you know, and I didn't think that the competition he did within BYU was enough to put him at solidify him as the second pick in the draft. I, I thought the Jets was going to draft a quarterback. I thought it should have been Justin Fields. You know that I've said that on your show many times yeah. about Justin yeah. Fields, and I and I, I was pounding the I was pounding for just I said this guy is from BYU. We don't know about him. He gets hurt a lot. You know. We don't know nothing about guys like that that don't face mm-hmm. competition and read defenses and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. We don't know them. So, um, you know, he's still learning as a quarterback. I mean, maybe he'll – maybe sitting two years, like you said, behind uh, Rodgers is the best thing mm-hmm. for him because you got, you got to read defenses, man. you got to be a quarterback. Yeah. Yeah, and I mean, uh, I know that there's a lot of people talking about, you know, moving on from him, especially again since – this uh, since Joe Douglas put this out, but I'm just struggling to figure out what team would actually trade for him. Like what? What? Who's who's really going to give you capital for for him? And I know that people bring up like Trey Lance and stuff like that, right? And 
the problem with that example is there was a there was kind of a, a era of unknown about Trey Lance because you you figured hey does he have the talent you know he was he got hurt so much they were like hey does he have the right. talent to do that there's no like there's no real question marks about Zach Wilson and where he is because he struggled so much and not only struggled yeah, on the field that's... where you saw the inter- the interceptions and the up and down play there were flashes here and there but nothing consistent but then when you look at the confidence issues when you look at you know, he, he literally got up on, uh, I think it was a post game, uh, you know, speaking with the media and talked about how his confidence was just shot. He said it himself that his confidence was shot. And so it was like, dude, you're pretty much going to have to completely rebuild this guy, you know, completely. And, and then, again, the, the leaks coming from within the, the facility, whether you believe them or not, also about him aren't going to help his trade value either. The same way that we can hear them. Other teams around the NFL hear that stuff too. You know what I'm saying? So I don't know. I don't know. I don't know exactly. I think he's going to. I think he's. I think he's. I think he's. I think they're giving them a giving them option to make a trade because, mm-hmm. like you said, the the plan is not to take any cap hit. The plan no. is to maybe stash him in stash him in the closet for two years. You know, yeah. See what he can do. Yeah, that's that's what I'm hoping. Well, so as we continue, you know, to go on and we're talking about this football team and just where they're at, man. What are your thoughts about Joe Douglas also coming out and saying that they're not going to tag Bryce Huff as of now? I mean, could you see Bryce Huff actually walking away from this football team for nothing? I I, I think that that that, uh, that they'll give him. But here's the thing, Joe, and and this is what I've been I've been um, I've been thinking about. Teams around the league don't view Bryce Huff as like a pass rush. They look at the Jets defense. With these guys up front that they they have like Jermaine Johnson, Quentin Williams, no, because this is this How? is the why this is the thing. This okay, is this go, is the, this is the this, this this is this is the thing. You have Jermaine Johnson, you have uh, Quentin Williams, you have uh, the other gentleman I forget his name. You have you have you have all these guys up front, and Bryce rota- Bryce Huff is a rotation player. Okay, mm-hmm. you're gonna double team Quentin. And, and Jermaine Johnson is, is 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 a monster, okay? There's no doubt mm-hmm. about that. He's only going to get better, okay? So you got this guy that's coming off the coming off the thing. Who can't rush the passer? But the thing is that he's a rotational player. How's he going to do every down? So he may get like he may be on his his value may be only ten to fifteen million dollars, which we can we can pay maybe seventeen. But to go up mm-hmm. to twenty three, twenty four million dollars a year is, you know, is crazy. We don't know how how, how Price Ruff is going to be when he uh, when he uh, has to play every down. Like you know, Jermaine mm-hmm. Johnson is a monster, man. And Quentin Williams, you have to double team him all the time, and you still can't guard Quentin Williams. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So well, here, here. at that point, some somebody somebody's left open. I don't view mm-hmm. Bryce Huff as a John Abraham. I view him some more like a maybe a Calvin Pace type guy because John Abraham could win one-on-one matchups. Like he can put mm-hmm. his hands in the ground and beat you off the thing, you know. Mm-hmm. And I, I think we could get that out of if, – if he did leave, I think we mm-hmm. could get 20, 20 – uh, we can get 50% of that out of, other, out of another other pass rusher. And then uh, what we could do is I think Jermaine Johnson is going to become Ooh. better. I think he's going to be – who, yeah. Okay, so here's here's the thing, and I want to I want to give the flip side to that argument. I want to debate this because 
I don't think the teams around the league see Bryce Huff and don't think that he's a guy that can rush the passer because they all have eyes. When you look at this, when you look at the, the breakdown, the statistics, when you look at a lot of the things around the league and what makes up from hurries to pressures and all of those things, all of the metrics, he's near the top of all those metrics, all of them. Okay. Right? right? Everyone around the league knows yes. that Bryce Huff can rush the passer. If you listen to any you know, guys that are analysts, anybody, they all know that he can rush the passer and get after him. The issue with a lot of Jets fans talking about, well, he's not an every-down player, we all know that the New York Jets have a heavy rotation. That's their defensive line plan. Does anybody forget when Jets fans were bashing uh, Jeff Albridge because Quentin Williams was being rotated so much, and he literally came out, and this was when they, they first got here. He literally came out and said, we're going to do that because that's part of our scheme. That's how it works. And then people laid off of right. him for it. That's how it works. So none of our players are just playing every single down. It's always been a heavy rotation for everybody else. Here's the thing that I don't understand with Jess fans. Jermaine Johnson is a great player. He had 7.5 sacks this year. Bryce Huff was the only guy in double digits. If it's so easy to get sacked because Quinn Williams is a double team, how come nobody else has double, double digit sacks? How come nobody else does? If it's so easy, how come nobody else Let me explain it. When you, well, James, Jermaine Johnson is, is lining up on, on the line, okay? And like I said, in, 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 in the scope of the offense, okay, you see Jermaine Johnson and you, and you see you're not really, like, like I said, there's some guys you're, like, game planning for on the defense, like, like uh, Miles Garrett. You're game planning for Miles Garrett. You don't know mm-hmm. what, the, what, 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 what you could do with Miles Garrett. Miles Garrett just, mm-hmm. just will bust you over, you know, no matter what you do. Quentin Williams is mm-hmm. just a guy that, that just takes off the defense, you know, in, in the scope of the defense. They just come at you all the time. And I think that, for me, I think that – I'm not saying that Will McDonald will replace him, but I think Will McDonald can get seven sacks, and I think we can replace him with a thing. Now, I'm informed I'm, – I'm, I'm, I'm saying we should pay him, but I'm not going to $25 million a year at the point of what saying we're going to – we're going to – we're going to – because, listen, this, this is say we're going to We're going to lose on an offensive tackle or you – and other jet creators are pounding the table about offensive line. We must fix mm-hmm. the offensive line. I don't know what that even means is fix the offensive line when you have Zach Wilson I, as your quarterback. I don't I don't know what well, that means. Hold because, on hold on a second. Hold because, on a second. Hold on a second, Chris. Hold on a second. Here's the deal. Is first off, you don't have to delete Huff to be able to fix other issues or in uh, or other areas on the team. You don't have to do that. Mm-hmm. I don't think we're going to have to pay $25 million. The franchise tag by itself is, uh, I think it's $21 million. If it was that serious, they, they would just franchise them. They're not going to go up that high. But I do think 17 to $19 million is probably where you're going to land. But at the end of the day, you're yeah. talking about, and we've talked about before, you talked about next year being a Super Bowl or bust year for the New York Jets. All right? It is. I don't, listen, qu- okay, it is. Quentin Williams, phenomenal player, but he's not enough to beat Patrick, Patrick Mahomes by himself. He's not. He's not. Right. There's a reason why the Bills and the Ravens and all these other teams go and get pass rushers, right? Go get extra guys in the right. offseason because they know what time it is, and we need to know right. that as well. I understand what you're talking about. Listen, Jermaine Johnson is a great player. He is a pro bowler. I love him. I th- I'm hoping that Will McDonald takes the next step. I like him as well. I was one of the guys who was here live. I like the pick. But I want more. If we're talking about winning a Super Bowl, you need more. 
You need more. Okay. We're talking about Patrick Mahomes. Bruh, what about Lamar Jackson? He will destroy you if you don't find somebody, find a couple of people that are going to be able to get after it and get to him. So, no, look, I, I get it. We're not going to have to overspend. I don't think we're going to have to go that crazy. I do think he's going to get some offers that are going to blow the doors off, and it's going to push us up. That's why I say like that $19 million range, is that, that's the top of the range there. But here's the deal. I think that's you've got to, to, to do what you can to retain this guy because if you don't, you're going to be in a lot of trouble next season. You're going to be in a lot of trouble because I remember the days when we couldn't get to quarterbacks. I remember that. Like it was yesterday, right. and it was not fun watching us get scorched. And even with you talking about the offensive line, it's very simple and easy to fix. Everybody keeps talking about the offensive line and Zach Wilson. Yes, Zach Wilson is not a great quarterback. We all know that. But does anybody remember how Zach Wilson became the starting quarterback in the New York Jets? It was because the same offensive line allowed Aaron Rodgers to get mauled in game one. How are we was, constantly that- forgetting that? How are we forgetting that? But this is a, because I remember it. But this is what I'm okay. saying. Fix the okay, offensive so line, you, you go gonna, get a tackle, go get a guard, and then draft another tackle. Not that okay, hard. So I, let me, let me debate I'll you give you the final word. Let me, let, let me debate you on the offensive line and other Jets yeah, creators. Okay? You guys <laughs> keep everyone, – like, everyone keeps talking about the offensive line and fixing the offensive line. Okay? You, you stuck a broken-down Dwayne Brown on, on, on left tackle. Okay, if you have Makai Becton there, right? Does is Aaron Rodgers injured? No, he's not. And I'm just I'm just saying that I'm up here, okay, in in this area, okay, in in this area where Tom Brady. I've seen Tom Brady uh, make great uh, have great offensive lines, right? Mm-hmm. Have the offensive mm-hmm. line is great, but these guys when they mm-hmm. go when they leave. They're garbage. They're not. They're not that good. Mm-hmm. They're barely. They're getting cut. And it, and it's like, well, why were they so good? Because Tom Brady knew and got the scheme away. And that's one of the things that people got to understand about that and Nathaniel Hackett and all this stuff. Sometimes the offensive coordinator, like Josh McDaniels, didn't work as a coach. He sucks as a coach. But great offensive coordinator with Tom Brady. Byron Leftwich sucked as, as a thing, but he's a great quarterback with Tom Brady. Adam Gates thinks, but he's good with Tom Brady. These are the things that we have to understand is that Aaron Rodgers is with Nathaniel Hackett, and he'll be good with Nathaniel Hackett because sometimes Rodgers sees things that he, he don't. I'm saying if they stuck, stuck, if they kept the same offensive line, okay, and they put, they put uh, Connor, um, the, the new guy uh, that they drafted to Pittsburgh on the right-hand side, they'd be fine. Connor, you know uh, why? Warren. Because – no, he wouldn't. Yeah, because you know why? He struggled too you know this what? year. This is one thing. Why do you – listen, why do you guys think that you could stick a rookie right in there and they're going to dominate? That doesn't happen on offensive line. That happens in wide receivers, running backs, and wide receivers. Offensive line, That's you have true. to take two or three years to learn. Who dominated? That is not true. Draft this, Mekhi dominated. First, hold, hold on, Chris. Makai Beckton's first year here, he was very dominant, and he played at left tackle his rookie year. That blows up your argument. Right. You're talking about bringing Makai Beckton back. You've been a guy talking about bringing him back. His first year is what we're all hanging on to because he showed so much unbelievable potential, right? And he was dominant <laughs> his first year. Everybody talked about him. So what are you talking about? And then the second but part I'm of that saying, is – I'm just saying, on, on the hold usual. On, hold on a second. Hold on a second. If Makai Beckton had started at right tackle, right, or started at left tackle, excuse me, who the hell would have been the right tackle? There was nobody over there. 
Don't give me Max Mitchell. But I'm he just was saying, trash well, everybody's talking about Don't Bawanda. talk to me about Carter Warren. He wasn't very good either. And Dwayne but, but Brown doesn't think, play think, right now. But you think you think is going to come in here from – I know you out there in, 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 in the Pac-10. You think he's going to come out here and deal against these guys like like, uh, like, like, like uh, the guys from the Bills and these guys from Patriots, mm-hmm. and he's going to blow these guys off? You really think that he's yeah, going to come in there and he's going to win? You really think yeah, he I can think go these guys? Yes, I think he's going to be I solid. I don't think so. What I, hold, hold on a second, Chris. But I don't think you understand it. I don't think we have much of a choice because I don't think you can sign a left tackle, a starting, right? If we're talking about, like, upgrading the line, I don't think you're going to be able to sign two top, two top tackles in free agency and a guard. We don't have enough money to do that, especially if we're talking about bringing back Bryce Huff, especially if we're talking about bringing back Jordan Whitehead, especially if we're talking about bringing back Zerline and Morstead, which are all critical Points, those, those guys are not going to come back cheap, right, especially not us. We just talked about 17 to 19 million. What the hell do you think these top tackles are going to want to get paid? They're going to ball out. Right. Are you insane? So how but are you going to do all that and then have enough, enough, but, enough capital to pass on a top tackle in this, in this year's draft? You're not going to be able to do that. I, I personally believe but, sitting right here right now that the New York Jets are going to try to address the offensive line of free agency but I personally believe we're going to have a hole somewhere along our offensive line, whether it be right tackle or left tackle. And I believe we're going to have to draft that. And this is the perfect draft to do that because there's so many good tackles in this one. From Olu, who probably could be there. Some people talking about there's a chance that Joe Alt can move down. I don't think he'll be there when we draft, though. I think Olu can be there. I think Fuaga can be there. And a lot of people are not talking about Mims. It's this kid Mims from Georgia that nobody's talking about. Yeah, he's good. He's I an know, option I know, no. too. He's good. And I'm bring, yeah. okay. I'm just bringing him up. I'm letting it be known that I I've seen him as well, and I talked about him earlier. And he's the option. But that's what's gonna. Uh, that's what I personally believe is gonna happen. And if you skip on taking a tackle in the draft because you want to play around with the idea of bringing in Brock Bowers, Aaron Rodgers is gonna be on the sidelines again next season, and everybody's getting fired. Because if that happens, the Jets are going to struggle. But I'll give you the final word, Chris. Last last thing, I, if we're taking a right tackle, I'd rather take the guy from Alabama over Fawaga. I'm just – that's J.C. Latham. Oh, uh, you talk about Latham? I think you're talking about Latham, right? I'd rather take J.C. Latham. Right? Latham? Yes, I, okay. I take Latham over, over him. That's it. We'll, I mean, we'll see, we'll see if he's there. There's a lot of talk that, that three tackles come off the board before that. There's a lot of we, – and we'll get in those discussions more as the draft comes. But we'll see. Listen, Chris, it was phenomenal speaking to you, okay? Next all right, brother. Always we'll hear from you, all right? All right. You have a good one. All right, bro. Thank listen, we got to keep it moving. Lines is hot. I listen to everybody. I, I listen to everybody. For those of you that, that, that I go back and forth, Mike, you are next. I'll come to you in a second. You know, I listen to everybody. If I don't like your takes, though, I'm going to definitely give you some pushback. That's what this is about. I embrace debate here. I embrace debate, and I go back and forth. And I'm going to let it be known. 515-602-9639. 515-602-9639 is the number. Call in. I am taking all callers. When you call in, be patient. I will get to you. Salutes to all the savages in the chat as well. Jay, I see you. Jay says, the bigger issue is playing time. If another team matches us on up, if they will offer more playing time, he is gone. That's an interesting point, but I don't know if that's necessarily true. It would depend on how he felt about that situation because maybe the playing time that he's getting right now is significant enough. 
because he's gotten 10 sacks this season with the playing times that he's been given, all right? And especially going forward, there's a lot of talk about John Franklin Myers possibly being a guy that's on the chopping block. If they don't restructure him, that playing time could end up going up, okay? You got 10 sacks getting around the bin, especially on – and you look at the defense that we have right now, oh, brother. <laughs> oh, brother. Things could get real nasty, okay? It could get real nasty depending on what the Jets do. We've got Quentin Williams. You have a top defense. You know, that's one thing that I'm sure Huff is looking at as well. He doesn't want to go somewhere else and fall off of a cliff, right? You still want to have that production. So if you can get paid and still stay in a scheme that has benefited you greatly, that has paid dividends for you on a coaching staff that we know that you like, that could be the coattails that we pull, the heartstrings that we pull to keep him a jet along with the cash, though. He's made it very well known he wants to get paid, as he should. All right. We're going to get back to these lines again. 515-602-9639. is the number. Call in. We're taking all callers. Please give the stream a thumbs up. Subscribe if you haven't already. Hit that notification bell so when I post content, you'll be in the know. If you want to give to the platform, Super Chats there. Cash app is at the bottom of the screen. Anything you give is greatly appreciated. Mike, we're coming to you. Mike from Tom's River. Okay. For those of you that do not know, Mike, listen. This man right here, Mike, is a pure savage. Mike from Tom's River salutes. I'm going back and forth, Mike, having a lot of uh, fruitful conversations (laughs) with Jets fans. Give me your thoughts about this situation with Bryce Huff. I'm a big uh, proponent of keeping him on this roster making sure that he gets paid. But Joe Douglas, you know, has said, hey, they're not going to franchise him, but he's hoping to have productive talks with him in the future. Could you see Bryce Huff uh, finding his way off this roster to New York Jets, basically getting nothing for him? Well, anything could happen. You know, I I just seen a report in the uh, New York Post where they were saying the Giants were going to sign him. Um, We we don't know because we don't know. we're We're not behind the scenes, you know. They yeah. know, you know. I, I have mm-hmm. faith in Joe Douglas. I think he'll sign him. I think he'll get like between seventeen, eighteen million a year, somewhere around there. Mm-hmm. I think he, I think we'll get it done. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm hoping that we get it done as well. And I know there's a lot of people talking about a lot of things and the rotation. And I just, I just, I don't understand it, man. Especially when we're talking about winning Super Bowls here. That's what every Jets fan is talking to me about. When Aaron Rodgers gets back in that saddle. That it's time to, you know, giddy up and we better compete with all these top teams. Well, good luck facing, you know, Patrick Mahomes and Lamar Jackson and, hell, even uh, even Josh Allen. If you don't have a, a consistent enough passers, if you don't have enough guys to get after those top guys, you're going to get cooked. Go in, go into Cincy uh, and face Joe Burrow without being able to consistently get after him. And I want you to see what he does to you. I, w- I want you to see what it feels like to get smoked up there against the Bengals, and then, uh, you know, then maybe you'll figure out how important pass rush is in this league. That's not just how I feel about some things here. So as we continue to talk about this football team, though, uh, Mike, Joe Douglas also spoke about allowing Zach Wilson and his agents to seek a trade. I mean, when you hear about this, right, what are your thoughts about it, man? I mean, what kind of trade value do you even think the Jets could – command in re- or demand excuse me in return for Zach Wilson in a trade man 
I would trade him for a bag of footballs. <laughs> Man, listen, that's uh to be honest with you, that's that's I mean that that the best a week at the best western, I've I've heard it all. I, I think it's gonna be tough to get uh capital <laughs> form as well. Maybe a you know seventh round maybe pick. a sixth, seventh round pick, maybe. Um you know, it, it's it's gonna be tough to kinda get some you know capital happen, form. Though? Go ahead, break it down. You know what's going to happen, though? We're we're going to trade him, and then he's going to go on fire. Where would you I think that, that he would be able to hurt. go and go on fire, though? Where would he be it's able just, to go, though? Lost. I mean, what, what, team, what team could you even see him succeeding or a team that would even want him? Is there a team out there that you think the New York Jets should try to target to send him to? I don't think it, it, any team. I, uh, with the Jets' luck, they, they'll trade him, and then he'll be like – a Hall of Fame quarterback. Mm. Well, that's the that's the luck we have. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, let me tell you something. He's been very up and down here. Um, and again, I floated out the idea mm. of him lowering that cap number and staying here. That's an option for the Jets. But even cutting him, man, that's going to cost us eleven eleven million dollar dead cap hit. Oh man, that would yep. hurt. That would absolutely hurt. And now, I like your Mike, I like your idea about resigning him mm-hmm. for two for two years. Lowering his contract, you know, I like mm-hmm. that idea too. You know, yeah. I mean that that's an option because again, I, I think a lot of people lose sight as well that whatever team trades for him, not only do you have to give up the capital, which probably is going to be very little, mm-hmm. but then you're also committing, uh, I think it's five point four million dollars. But then you have to figure out if you want to give him his fifth year option, and I think his fifth year option is like twenty two million dollars. Like that's I, I cannot see oh. a team being willing to do that. I, I can't see it. Now, no with that, listen, with with Sam Darnold, people talk about Sam, Sam Darnold. That was way different. Sam Darnold showed that he had some talent, but there was a lot of things going on with the New York Jets that you could point at that was the reason why he didn't work out here. So teams looked at him like, man, yep. this guy has tremendous upside. It's just the Jets over there jacking up, same old Jets, right? Okay, cool. But this, it's like – it, it's rough to sell that, again, especially with the play and then you look at – Goodness gracious, the confidence issues, it's, it, it's rough. It's really, really rough, man. So we'll see what happens going forward with him. But I, I just find it I just find it kind of tough that we're going to be able to move on from him and get a trade. I, I, I can't think of a team that would be willing to take him, especially with the fact that you can go out and really grab a veteran backup quarterback to come on in here and, uh, you know, do your thing if need be, you know, for a couple mil more than what you'd be paying Zach Wilson. I can't see that. But – Miko Hardman also came out and had some things to say, Mike. Uh, you know, came out and talked about his displeasure with the Jets, uh, talked about contacting the Chiefs, which is tampering. And uh, there was also some Jets players that came out and accused him of leaking the New York Jets offensive game plan this past season to the Eagles. And also there was talks about him doing it to the Chiefs as well, that he gave them uh, the New York Jets offensive uh, game plans as well. What are your thoughts about all of this surrounding Miko Hardman? And do you think that he's actually it was the leak? Let me tell you what. This this reminds me of uh, like Pete Rose. You know, if he did that, he should be suspended from the league like forever. Like, like he shouldn't be even allowed to play again. And then it reminds me of of the um, the Spygate. Remember with the Spygate with Magini when they had the tapes and everything, and then um, 
because the Patriots were the favorites of the NFL back then. You know, they always protected them. Now the Chiefs are the darlings of the NFL. So, um, remember when Congress was, was going to get involved and they they wanted to look at the Spygate tapes and then all, all, all of a sudden the tapes got destroyed, you know? Um, it's the same way. If if he actually did that and he, he, he talked to the Chiefs and everything, they, they'll do the same thing. They're like, oh, nope, nothing happened here, nothing happened here. I, I think nothing will happen. Mm. Okay, well, we'll see. I, I'm thinking that, you know, I think that Joe Douglas is going to try to tap the league and, and let them know, hey, something happened, and maybe he strikes up the investigation there in that way. But, I mean, the man they, – They won't do it. They, they won't do anything. Do no. It. I guarantee they won't. Yeah. Yep. Mm. I, mean, I mean, the man literally set out his own mouth that he did it. But, you know, maybe you could be right there, Mike. You could oh, be right. Now, now, as we continue to talk about this football team, we saw, you know, that Lakin Tomlinson was released uh, recently from the New York Jets. That was the Jets' former, now former, starting uh, left guard, and there's a hole opening there. Who do you think can fill that hole, man? I've been a big proponent of Vera Tucker moving into that spot. Uh, what are your thoughts? Is that something that you'd like to see next year, or do you, would you want to see us go? and attack that, that left guard position in free agency. What do you think about it, man? No, I would put ABT there. Is the original mm-hmm. spot where he should have been. He should never moved him, you know. Um, is, it, is this his final year in his contract? I, I, I don't I forget. Uh, yeah, I think it is, and then uh, we can give him, the, I think, the fifth-year option uh, coming up. There's a couple okay. things we can do, but I think so his, his fifth-year option is coming up next season, I believe. So if he does good, I, I would sign him. I would sign him because mm-hmm. he's been hurt for the last two years. You know, we can get him a cheap deal. Mm-hmm. You, know, you know what I mean? Yeah. But but he's really good. He, like, he's, he's a road grader, you know? Um, mm-hmm. Imagine him with uh, with, with uh, Dallas Smith, left tackle and, and guard, and Pittman. Mm-hmm. We just be like, Brees Hall, run it to the left, run it to the left, boom, 10 yards. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, it's... I think, man, I think it, we'll get it, it done in free agency. Yeah, I'm telling you, if AVT can stay healthy this season, in his last two years, he's, you know, been hit with these injuries, but if he can stay healthy, man, oh, this it's going to go a long way for this New York Jets offensive line, especially with some of the other pieces that I believe they'll add uh, this upcoming, uh, you know, offseason, and especially within the draft. Now, before I let you go, Mike, I know that you have been a big proponent of Bowers, uh, being drafted in the yeah. first round, we've gone back and forth, and I want to get your thoughts on that before I let you go. What, what? I, I, I personally cannot see a way that the New York Jets don't go into the uh, draft with the need to take an offensive lineman in the first round. Uh, but give me your thoughts, man. What, 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 what is so attractive about Bowers to you that would have you pass an offensive lineman? He's he's like a generation generational tight end. Uh, even uh, Mel Kuyper in his latest draft, he had Jets taking Bowers. Um, match, match. Oh, I, I, I can just see him being like the, um, uh, what's his name? Oh, Kansas City. Um, Travis Kelsey. I'm drawing a blank. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Travis Kelsey. I can see that happen. Yeah, I can see that happen. You know, you know what I mean? And mm-hmm. I'm, I'm all for it. I'd be, I'd be down for it, but we get um, R- Ridley, the wide receiver, from free agency. You know, I think we'd be we'd be loaded. 
I mean, loaded. Yeah, I mean, look, I've gone back and forth with a lot of people, and, and I've, I've, I've uh, you know, definitely heard, you know, or clearly not just heard, but seen Brock Bowers. Uh, he clearly is. He's very good. He's a very good tight end, and I've heard a lot of Jets fans clamoring for him, and they want him. Uh, Monty will be coming to you next. Um, I don't know, man. I, I can't see a way that the New York Jets end up going into the draft not needing some type of offensive line help, especially uh, with a lot of the tackles that, that could be there um, for us to 10. And I, even though I like Brock Bowers, mm-hmm. I think he's a good player. I like Bowers a lot. I think he's a good player. Look at it, man. Our needs are on the offensive line. Agency. It does depend on free agency, but it, it's tough for me to say that we're going to sign a top tackle or two top tackles because we need a left tackle and a right tackle as of now and a and a mm-hmm. guard in free agency along with Huff, along with Jordan Wine. I like Warren. A large I like Warren. I think we could plug Warren at right guard. I saw Car- look, Carter Warren. He Look, he's a guy that's definitely – look, he's a young guy, but Carter mm-hmm. Warren wasn't – great either last season and if you're depending no, on him to be the starter that was rookie year now yeah. yeah so joe Tippett's rookie year was last year too he was his rookie year was last year yeah. he was a guard then he moved from guard to center and warren was not well he was it a first just, round pick and he was a fourth round pick you know yeah but it, it just it listen if you can upgrade that position you absolutely do it and I believe that there are upgrades in that position in this upcoming draft. And as much as I like Bowers, and I think he's a good player, first off, we already got like four tight ends, and we don't even utilize them correctly. <laughs> we don't, okay? Exactly. We got four of them already. And Jeremy Ruckert, by the way, which every Jets fan loves, and he was a Jet fan and his father Jet fan. And so I don't understand why you guys have thrown him Oh, I love him. There. He's good. Yeah, yeah. No, he's good. You're the only one, Mike, because now I'm telling you, there's people that are ready to move on from him and just bring in Bowers. So it's like – I'm watching no. Jeremy Ruckert. I'm watching Jeremy Ruckert come along. He's a guy that I think could be a target. We also mm-hmm. got Tyler Conklin, who I think is really good too. Mm-hmm. And we also got Zach K. Don't say his name. Okay, oh, listen, Zach K. Don't say his last name because this is YouTube. They they be getting crazy. Okay, <laughs> Zach K. from ODU. <laughs> Zach K. from ODU. All right. He he's you know all oh, this big monster, and it's like man, we already got four tight ends. We don't need another one. Okay. But I tell you what, if you don't protect uh, Aaron Rodgers, you're going to be in a world of hurt because I watched his Achilles explode live, explode live uh, on TV, and it was not fun, and it ruined our entire season uh, with that happening. And also – that was Paul Hackett's fault. That was Paul Hackett's fault. I mean, it wasn't just Hackett's fault. Uh, This offensive line needed work. Well, no, because two of the four plays, they did the chop block. They did the chop block on, on the left tackle and the right tackle. And mm-hmm. the one with chop block on the left side, I go, that caused the Achilles. Yeah, I'll tell you what, but he was – Aaron Rodgers was Who does a chop block? Life. Well, that's yeah, – Yeah, but who does a chop block nasty. with the left tackle? <laughs> they did it. Cool. They did it. So, <laughs> I don't know. I, I just I, – I don't – I just don't – I don't – I just can't see it. I just can't see it right now, but we'll see. Listen, Mike, I got to slide off. I want to thank you for calling in. Next time I have a show, I want to hear from you, all right? Uh, no problem. All right. You have yourself a good one. We're going to keep getting to these lines again. 515-602-9639. 515-602-9639 is the number. Call in. We're taking all callers. Next. We're going to Monty. We're going to Monty. Monty, I know, has quite a bit to say about this situation. Okay. 
For those of you that do not know, Monty, listen, he is a savage. Mm-hmm. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Monty salutes. I'm going back and forth with a lot of people <laughs> talking about some people want Brock Bowers over offensive line help in the draft. Not a big Whoever wants that. that is just, they don't understand football. They want Brock Bowers. I they just, just don't understand football. I didn't say that. Monty did for everyone that is listening. No, I, I, I did not. say it. If Brock, Brock Bowers, <laughs> he might be a good prospect, but for the Jets, it just really just doesn't make any type of sense. I don't understand. You got Tyler Conklin. <laughs> Uh, you got uh, Jeremy Rucker. Um, if you, you need offensive line help, you need receiver help. Like, why would you draft a tight end? Like, I don't understand it. But oh man, Monty a lot of people who don't understand gate. football. <laughs> Monty coming out the gate with it. Okay, well, look, I, I think we're in agreement that we we don't need Bowers, uh, like you said as well. I'm. I'm a big proponent of offensive line help, as we all know. Um, you talked about wide receiver help as well, which I hope to, you know, address at some point during the draft. And I've also said, too, I'm on a record, if you take Bowers, he'll be, you know, pretty much useless like Garrett Wilson and Brees Hall have been at times in this offense if you don't have the offensive line protecting people. Garrett Wilson should easily have, like, 1,500 yards. He should easily should have had that because he's exactly. open all Easy. game. They can't throw him the ball because they're running for their lives because there's guys right in our quarterback's face when he takes a snap because nobody can block. So, right. uh, listen, uh, you, need to, you need to make sure that Aaron Rodgers is protected, especially if you want to win a Super Bowl. So, for me, offensive line, right. if not, right. you know, you trade back if a guy's not there that you want and you take the next guy. But you cannot yeah. – uh, tight end just – No, you can't, you can't do it. I'm not well, saying people it, don't know football. The, the, Monty said that. The not just me. problem but is go ahead, they, they've, they've historically had, have had a offensive philosophy problem, coaching in general. They don't know – they don't understand how to use the talent in which they have already have on their team. They don't know how to coach up the talent, uh, offensive line, receivers, running back. We've never had a a offensive coach that can put everything together. So my whole thing is it, do, it definitely starts with the offensive line, uh, Joe. But I feel like even even – the offensive players that that we've had the last the last year or so, I feel like they're mm-hmm. not scrubs. I give you a lot of flack for Makai Becton, like you know, mm-hmm. uh, uh, one in Makai Becton. Makai Becton is no scrub. Lakin mm-hmm. is no scrub. You know, mm-hmm. ABT is no scrub. Our whole problem is we have we have failed at the 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 number one position, and well, I think it's important. Coaching, offensive coaching. If you can't come up with a scheme, if you don't understand how to use uh, your players correctly, you're never going to succeed. We have failed in not – like you can have as many offensive line, top offensive line guys in the league as you want. But if there's no type of continuity, if they don't know what they're doing, if they're not playing as one unit – and the offensive line, you have to play as one unit. And it seems, yeah. watching them play football, they just don't understand what they're doing. 
A lot of that has to do with injuries. A lot of that has to do with coaching. And if you can't get both of those together, your offensive, it doesn't mm-hmm. matter who you have. You can you can have a, a, a Joe Alt. You can have Fuaga. You can have all these guys. If you don't know how mm-hmm. to have that unit gel as one, move as one, block as one, you're never going to be able to succeed. Mm-hmm. We have never yeah. figured that out, man. I just don't. Yeah. I just don't understand what it is. Because I look at the offensive line. We don't. We we don't have scrubs. They might. They may look I, like they're scrubs. Like Lakin. I've seen mm-hmm. Lakin Thomason play well with with the with with the uh with the Forty Nine. With the Niners. Yeah, he was. Right. He was. They were. They he were was. I watched I've him. seen guys leave. Mm-hmm. Remember? You remember mm-hmm. Kelvin Beecham, Brandon mm-hmm. Shell, like all the, all mm-hmm. the, all those guys. Man, I've watched them go to other teams. And play well, still be in this league. Uh, mm-hmm. George Fant played play oh, yeah. well. I was last about year. to say, mm-hmm. yes, here, here's, I've here's seen the it. Thing. And I, here's the thing, Monty, and I and I and I understand what you're saying. I think the injuries, as we all well know, right? Injuries ravished uh, the Jets' offensive mm-hmm. line. At the end of the day, Lakin Thomason did not work out here. Okay, he just didn't. He, he wasn't did. good when he, he from the day one. He just wasn't good when he got here. Mm-hmm. I watched him get literally taken from the line of scrimmage and put into a quarterback's lap in like the first half. It was insane. And from then on, it was just bad. But I'm looking at the situation and I'm saying to myself, right, with that Mm -hmm. left guard spot opening up now, in my mind, I think that this is the prime time to to take Vera Tucker and put him back at left guard, right? I know people want to play with the right tackle stuff. No. They want to play with the left tackle. I, I, I don't like that. I, I, I don't like it, okay? I don't like it. I know he – I'm an SC fan. Stop talking to me. I know he was he played tackle. I get it. But mm-hmm. here's the deal. I want to see him put back at left guard. He was dominated right guard. He's, he's been very good everywhere he's been. But I think left guard would be just the perfect fit for him to play and stay for the rest of next season and, let, and call it mm-hmm. a, a done deal. What are your thoughts on that? Because some people are calling me crazy telling me, no, Joe, we need to kick him back out to right tackle. I want him, no. I want him at left guard. I want him to stay there. What are your <laughs> thoughts about that, Monty? So, so, that, so I'm glad you said that. That's our number one problem. We, that, the, he's versatile. Like, Vera Tucker, Tucker, Tucker is versatile. But we drafted him to be a left guard. We should not even have this conversation of him playing right tackle. The fact that we're having him play right tackle is an indictment on Joe Douglas. He should never have been playing right tackle. We should have the the correct depth to have somebody behind whoever was playing right tackle and got mm. injured. We should have somebody behind them ready to go, not move our, our first-round uh, guard and have him playing tackle. It's retarded, man. <laughs> it's, it's 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 and this is and this is why we have the problems on the offensive line. It's like you got you have a guard playing tackle. You, that's a big like people like linemen or normally linemen don't do that. We're just lucky that we have Barry Tucker, Tucker and he's you know he's versatile enough to play both at you know somewhat like a a high level. We're lucky mm-hmm. to be able to have that, but he's not—he's not a tackle. He's a guard. Yeah. yeah. So well, we you know, put I, our I remember out of position, and we expect for mm-hmm. them. We expect 
okay, we're going to move somebody else into the guard position, oh, mm-hmm. and, and we expect them to play at a high level, and it just throws everything off. We don't – our problem is we don't have that left tackle or right tackle anchor to be, a, be mm-hmm. like, okay, you don't have to worry about this position because this person mm-hmm. is going to be uh, healthy. This person is going to hold mm-hmm. down the side. He's going to solidify this position so the other four positions, center, guard, others tackle spot, they don't have to worry about everything else because mm-hmm. we have this guy, we have this guy at left tackle holding it down. We don't, we haven't mm-hmm. had an anchor since the Brickershaw Ferguson. Yeah. To where you can put in every single week and you don't have to worry about his side. Until mm-hmm. we get that, there and, and and you know, people talk about who we should who we should draft between Fuaga and uh, the guy from Penn State, none of those guys, none of those guys are anchors, Joe. They're not. They might. They, you don't think Fuaga would be, be a solid option at right tackle? They're, they, they're not anchors. Or There's only? a difference between. No, those guys are Man. not anchors. There's All right. Well, give us who your anchor is. There's a difference. There's a difference between a left tackle and an anchor. Uh, what's the guy's name from uh, Dallas Cowboys? Um, uh, you talk um, about Tyron Smith. He's an anchor. It's the reason why Dallas Cowboys line is good every single year. Granted, he has an injury history, but there's a re- there's mm-hmm. a reason why they're good every single year because you can put him out there every single season, and you don't have to worry about his side or or, or his responsibility. The Jets have well, they not got a couple had- good offensive linemen over there. They got Zach Martin. They got they, some, they, Jerry Jones yeah, they didn't play do. around. <laughs> yeah, they, they, they do. Jerry Jones they didn't do. play around, bro. Yeah, they yeah. do. But they have an anchor. He's been there for a while. Mm-hmm. You know, you can you can plug everybody else in, but you have to have your anchor first. Mm-hmm. You got to yeah. have the guy who, who's going to solidify that. And so when you plug other guys in, you don't have to worry mm-hmm. about it. We don't have an anchor. We don't. We mm-hmm. we got we got uh. We got uh, Vera Tucker, who was playing guard one second, playing left tackle injured. We, now mm-hmm. we don't even know what we have. Yeah. So until we find Listen, that guy, I, I think there's one guy. There's one guy in the in, in the draft that's an anchor, mm-hmm. and that's Joe Alt. He's the only mm-hmm. one I see as an anchor where you can put him in at day one, and he'll be able to solidify solidify your line to where you can go out and grab other guys. And if the coaching mm-hmm. is is good, if the coaching improves. It has mm-hmm. to improve a lot, but if the coaching improves, your offensive line is solidified. Until we get that guy, yeah. our offensive line mm-hmm. b- between our, our, our the, the linemen and the coach, it's going to look the exact same, man. Yeah, well, Aaron I, I, Rodgers yeah, I can just, only mask so much. Me personally, I, I don't. I look Alt is phenomenal, and yeah, he's he's going to be great. But I I I don't think he's going to be there. Definitely not at ten. I don't. I think he's going to be gone long before ten. But I think that Olu and right. Fuaga would be great options for the New York Jets to tackle. I think Olu is a is a day one tackle, day one right tackle, day one left tackle, wherever you want to put him. I think Fuaga is absolutely would be a great Sir, right like, tackle. I'm not saying that they're him. not good, Joe. I'm not saying mm-hmm. that they're not good, but I'm just saying like I think that they'll be serviceable tackles to where like yeah they'll be good, but I don't think that mm-hmm. they're anchors. You need an anchor at at mm-hmm. left tackle. To be able to solidify your line, and we have not, we have not had that. 
Well, we'll see. We'll see. We now, need a Brickenshaw Ferguson. Those guys aren't the well, Brickenshaw Ferguson. Well, the Brickenshaw Fergusons don't grow on trees, okay? And you never know. We'll see again what happens mm-hmm. going forward, but I hear your take. Now, give me your thoughts quickly about Bryce Huff. Joe Douglas says that at this point they're not going to use the franchise tag on Bryce Huff. I'm a little concerned that the Jets are going to end up possibly losing him and losing him for nothing. What do you think is going to happen? Could you see Bryce Huff end up walking away from the New York Jets and the Jets basically get nothing back for him? Well, when the uh, unfortunately, when the Jets drafted Will McDonald, we kind of put the nail in the coffin for Bryce Huff. There's no way you that so? you can go out. Yeah, man. Because oh, we're – yeah, there, I mean, I, why know, are you, you going to allocate – You know really quickly? Here, here's what's up? And I've, I've heard mm-hmm. multiple Jets fans say this. Once they drafted Will McDonald, it was over for Bryce Huff. Then why in the hell was Will McDonald deactivated for so many games? If that was the nail in the coffin for Bryce Huff, right? Because we – look, everybody – Joe Douglas is in the know, like in the know. He's the guy making the decision. So if hold, you know hold, that hold this on, guy – Let me cut you off real quick, If you know quick, that this yo, guy is the on, guy, on, then you better play him. Go ahead. Hold on. I'm going to let you finish. So mm-hmm. I just wanted to just make sure I caught this real quick. So you said, why did they deactivate Will uh, uh, Will McDonald, right? Didn't yeah, why did they deactivate, not play him? Didn't we deactivate Bryce Huff the first, like, three games last season? Mm, I can't we remember did. that. We, I can't remember did. that. If we, we did, did, we did. We did. 100%, 100% we did. We deactivated the first three games, and our defense was crap. And then we activated Bryce Huff because everybody thought Bryce Huff had had some juice to him in preseason, and mm-hmm. we deactivated him and wondered why he you know wasn't what? getting any type of pl- in any playing time. We were wondering that they did that last year with him. Mm-hmm. So that go, go, you you can go ahead, but I just want to say all this offense, the defense, this coaching staff in general. I just don't understand mm-hmm. the moves that they make. the The mm-hmm. GM as well. I just don't. I honestly don't understand why they do the things that they do. Mm-hmm. We saw in preseason Bryce Huff had some juice to him. We saw that. Mm-hmm. Then he had he he went the whole season, and we saw that you know this dude has some potential. Then we go out and we draft Will McDonald, and we still we still see Bryce Huff playing at a a, a really good good level, and we don't extend mm-hmm. him. We could have extended him last year, unless we did. Mm-hmm. We tried to offer him something, and he just mm-hmm. didn't like the offer. And mm-hmm. he just didn't want to re- resign with us. And we said in the off season, like, look, we're just going to draft a DN so we don't get into, you know, uh, we're just going to let him walk. Like, that's the mm-hmm. only thing that I can think about. But yeah. when we drafted yeah. Will McDonald, I thought, I, I honestly thought it was over for, for, for Bryce Huff. And we weren't going to resign him. So, so Monty, and, you know, here, listen, we hold accountable, people accountable here. Bryce Huff, mm-hmm. what I remember, that's why I was thinking when you said he was deactivated the first three games, he wasn't. He played in that game against Buffalo, and I remembered it. He actually had two tackles in that game. He was playing in that game when we won that game. No, sure. I'm saying last year. I'm saying last year. Are you talking about 2023 season or the season before that, or 2022? Uh, the, 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 uh, la- uh, so, uh, 23. Not this past season. But the year year after uh, two years ago, two years okay, ago well, when I'm, we played, remember when we played uh, the Ravens? 
Last year we played we 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 played the AFC North the first four games. Mm-hmm. That that's okay, what but, we're talking about. Okay, but even in that, right? If you look at this mm-hmm. situation this season, 2023, because he played all, all the games in this season, when you drafted okay. Will McDonald and you knew, okay. hey, listen, he's going to be the guy going forward because Bryce Huff, you know what he's going to do. There's no way that you can have Will McDonald sitting on that sidelines, not playing. And then even when they did have him out there, he was out there sparingly. It was like Will McDonald was playing, you know, out there, even crazy within the rotation. So it's like, bro, if mm-hmm. you know he's the guy going forward, you better figure out who this guy is before you move on from Bryce Huff and just say, hey, year two, you better step up. And it's Super Bowl or bust year for you. I think that that's, that's a bad idea. And I don't want to see the Jets move on from Huff, and I get it. You're going to have to pay him. But that's what happens when you, you know, have a guy come up the way that he's come up. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? When you when you bring in talent, right. the likes of him, you better make sure that you're ready to do that. So quickly before right. I let you go, Monty, give me your thoughts on Miko Hartman possibly leaking game plans really quickly because I'm going to have to move on. So I honestly don't think he leaked any type of game plan. I don't mm-hmm. – I, I honestly don't believe that. Um, okay. I think people can suspect it all day, every day. But – I don't think he's that type of person to where he would want to leak a game plan just because he's not getting the, you know, the the, the playing time in which he wants. He, he just doesn't seem like that type of dude. Um, I don't know. I, I, I stand by that. I stand by from what he said. I believe everything okay. that he said. Uh, I mean, okay. a lot of people are mad at the messenger, but they're they're not listening to the message in which he said Everything he said about mm-hmm. us was true, hundred mm-hmm. percent fact. And I hate, I, I hate that I have to agree with it. But it's everything mm-hmm. that I that that I see and I believe as a Jets fan. The last four or five, you know, four or five seasons of of uh, Joe Douglas, everybody mm-hmm. has something negative to say about the Jets mm-hmm. once they leave. And that, mm-hmm. you know, if it's maybe one person, I can see it. But it seems like every from the Le'Veon, Le'Veon Bells to the Jamal mm-hmm. Adams to the mm-hmm. everybody who leaves, man, they just this organization is poorly ran, man. And sometimes, man, I get <laughs> I, I I get sad to 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 say and sad to watch, you know, my team play and prepare in the off season and watching mm-hmm. Bob Sala host this team where there's no type of accountability there's in a you know we enable losing we make excuses for losing like mm-hmm. then you got to listen to joe douglas come up at at the press conference at the combine and say oh you know i like where the culture is, is headed like the mm-hmm. culture of what we're losing and you're okay with that you're okay with that you like the culture of losing we make excuses he strikes out. Listen. He strikes, man. Look, if Joe Douglas, I, 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 you know, this is my thing about with Joe Douglas, man. Like especially last season, bro. Like if he would have, it's like I look at it like a like a like a batter, bro. Like if you gonna mm-hmm. strike out, man, strike out swinging. Man, he struck out looking. <laughs> he saw he saw three pitches and looked. How many opportunities did you need? For for uh, did did you need to go and get a new uh, a backup quarterback? He struck out looking. 
All yeah. gas, no brakes from our from our head coach, right? All <laughs> gas, no brakes. All gas, no brakes. This dude talks every cliche in the book, and yeah. he enables losing. He sits there on the yeah. sideline, and he just like a blank stare. So you got your head yeah. coach who doesn't show any type of emotion, and you got your GM who strikes out looking. I'm, man, like I'm so Listen, like my, I, as a Jets fan, my, bro. Like I'm I'm I, I'm I'm sorry, man. I'm sorry. I had I get it. I, listen, man. that's what that's what I'm here for. But I gotta slide off. I want to thank you for calling in. Next time I have a show, I want to hear from you. All right. Yes, sir. All right. Listen, we gotta keep these lines rolling. Next, we are going to Val. Val, we're coming directly to you. Chat. I will come to you in a second. Savages. I see you. I'm gonna come to y'all in a second. Okay. J G V H. I'll come to you on a second. But we got to get to Val. The shenanigans have begun. For those of you that do not know, Val is a savage. Okay, listen. Man. Val salutes. I'm having arguments. I'm going back and forth with a lot of people. Um, <laughs> man, oh man, it's been a night. All right, I'm arguing with people about the Jets' offense. It's been a week. I'm arguing with people about. <laughs> it has. Uh, Miko Hartman comes out, says a bunch of stuff on the pivot. Um, you know, play, Jets players accuse him of leaking, uh, you know, information about the game plan to the Chiefs Eagles. What are your thoughts, man? Oh, don't forget about the um, a Buffalo offensive lineman just coming on Vlad TV and just you know, oh yeah, running out the whole. Oh yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. It's a yeah, lot, yeah. man. <laughs> All right, what was the first question? I'm sorry about that. And thank you for having me, Joe. And shout out to the savages. You know, I, I hear y'all, man. You know, we got to this me, point. <laughs> yeah, but Cole Hartman uh, leaking information about the Jets to the Chiefs and Eagles. Okay. Okay, yeah, yeah. So, listen, if that is true, he is absolutely wrong about that. I do not agree with uh-huh. that. But, listen, the message, as everybody else is saying, he's absolutely right. I mean, as a Jets fan, they basically punted on the season. The offense looked at LaDodge like they didn't know what to do. They were just like Aaron Rodgers went down. Well, um, I guess the season is over. That's basically how it just happened, you know, and they had Zach Wilson. That was a non-factor, basically. He showed up a couple of games, but he's not really that guy, you know, and then they had Tim Boyles. Oh, Tim Boyles, he knows the system. And obviously he was bad. I mean, you've seen that in the preseason. We've seen that as fans, but I guess the GM and the coaches, they didn't know that. But, listen, he was absolutely right. And and on top of that, he said that the defense was more, you know, they had, the, the, you know, the leadership was more together. They had everything together. They knew their position. They knew exactly what to do. And it's just the offense yeah. just doesn't know what to do, you know. So he was absolutely mm-hmm. right about that, especially when he was talking about Nathaniel Hackett without even saying his name. He's like, man, we just had a guy that just got fired. He can't, comes over here, Aaron Rodgers went down, and it's just like, oh, well, I don't know what, to, what else to do. That's how the game plan basically looked. It was like elementary against my When we went against Miami, it was terrible. That was a terrible game plan, both games. It was just basically basic play. Yeah. And it was – yeah. God awful, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah it's, I mean, it's, it was, it, it's, it's rough, man. It was rough. And it, it, but the only thing that, that annoyed me, hearing him talk about the Chiefs and contacting the Chiefs, which is clearly tampering, um, 
hearing him talk about how he wouldn't return punts for Boyer when asked, a lot of that stuff. And it's crazy because we all, we were all talking about like, Hey, why isn't he being utilized? I think that that stuff with Boyer definitely soured his situation with the, with the Jets and with the staff. And I think that they, you know, were looking to get him up, get him on up out of there. And when the opportunity came, they moved on, especially with Xavier Gibson handling business the way he was handling business. Now, as we continue to talk about this team, because we are getting short on time, Val, Zach Wilson. Oh, okay. Joe yeah. Douglas came out and said that he is allowing Zach Wilson, his agent, to look for a trade, man. What are your thoughts? What kind of value do you think we can get back for Zach? Finally. Thank God. Listen, I've been waiting for this since last year. I, I wanted to move on from Zach Wilson since last year, and I Hopefully, you know, the Giants contact us, the Raiders, uh, the Steelers possibly, even the Panthers, you know, they, they probably need a backup and stuff like that. And he, he's up for grabs. I'm just, listen, I'm tired of us babysitting a quarterback. The guy mm-hmm. needs to move on. I'm, on, I'm basically with um, uh, Joe Namath. Joe Namath is done with him as well too. So it, it's basically like he needs to go and learn something somewhere else. We need to stay focused and get this team together, get a, a real backup, Prescott, uh, Garden Mitchell, somebody that is a real backup, somebody, you know, that is capable. And if we're going to go all out and we're going to try to win a Super Bowl, we have to do it mm-hmm. that way. Let's, put, let's take the pass. Let's forget about 2023, hopefully, you know. But we can't mm-hmm. discard it like it's just punted on a whole season. Of course, there's going to be some blowback yeah. and some former players and some recruits like Od- Odell Beckham came out and said about mm-hmm. you know, the team and stuff like that. It's been a lot of, you know, mm-hmm. um, questions and a lot of, you know, people coming out about the Jets. So, you know, it wasn't going to be all pretty like how they was basically making it seem like, oh, yeah, nobody's going to be fired. Everybody's going to be good and we're going to just sit still. No, that's not going to happen. It never happens like that with an organization, especially that mm-hmm. this team should – listen, Joe, this team should have went to the, um, to the playoffs last, this, this past season. We basically punted on the season, sincerely. Yeah. We should have definitely got a capable backup. We would have definitely been in the playoffs, hands down, mm-hmm. the way how our defense yeah. is playing. But, yeah, go ahead, John. Yeah. I don't want to be all windy. No, yeah. I mean, listen, if we if we would have – just our offensive line, the way that it was functioning was so bad, too. That, that's a big part of it. I think a lot of people – look, the, the backup quarterback stuff, yeah. I mean, Tim Boyle was struggling. Yeah. We saw Trevor Simeon struggle. But the way that this offensive line was playing, I don't think anybody – I mean, bad. we saw what happened to Aaron Rodgers. I don't think anybody would have succeeded behind this offensive line and the way that they looked. It was atrocious at times. But quickly – would have had to have that quickly, mobile quarterback. Yeah, okay. somebody that's going to, you know, just run away from pressure. It was insane. Run but quickly, ride. before I let yeah. you go, because we're short on time. Okay. Man, I'm looking at the situation, left guard wide open with Lakin Thomason now being released. What are your thoughts on it? And do you think that a do you think that Vera Tucker could be moved back to left guard, man? I hope listen, AVT deserves to be in his position that he was drafted on. I hope they mm-hmm. I'm I'm rooting for that to happen. Lakin Thomason, he absolutely needed to go and stuff. Mm-hmm. And I mean, cuz he he wasn't producing for the money that we was giving him and it just doesn't end. Uh, you didn't even ask this question, but I know we're short on time and everything. And Bryce Huff, mm-hmm. that situation right there as well, too. 
Yeah. I, it just feels like they're not motivated to bring him back. It, it just really feels mm. like they're not really motivated to bring him back. I feel like they're yeah. they're about to move on from him and just let him get his money because they got to bring in like a whole bunch of offensive line help, and we're, yeah. they're gonna go with Will McDonald, Will McDonald with his right or wrong, you know. And hopefully, you know, mm. he he steps up big time. I believe mm-hmm. we should resign. I'm with you on this. I absolutely believe we should resign. Um, it just it just escaped me. Um, Huff, yeah, yeah, Bryce Huff. We should Huff, we should Bryce absolutely Huff, yes. bring back. Yeah, we should absolutely bring back Bryce Huff because you know just like mm-hmm. you said, we had a whole bunch of history of not us getting quarterbacks and stuff like that, bringing that pressure. Mm-hmm. And Huff definitely brings that pressure with these mobile quarterbacks that you've seen in this past um, playoff season. But yeah, yeah, that's it, Joe. L- Listen, Val, I want to thank you for calling in. Next time I have a show, I want to hear from you, all right? Absolutely, Joe. Thank you for having me. Everybody likes to subscribe to Joe. And like I said, as always, anything he says at the end is definitely defamation and it's not true. No problem. Oh. <laughs> oh, my goodness. <laughs> Everything I say about Val is true, okay? We're getting short on time, but I want to quickly address the savages. Jay salutes in the chat. Savage says, I, I would take a can't-miss prospect over a, over a coin flip O-lineman any day. The O-lineman don't always translate to the NFL. The college game is different now, so a lot of them don't run pro systems. He's talking about one that bring in Bowers. Um, I don't think that uh, these guys are coin flip O-linemen. I think a lot of these guys, especially Olu, Fulaga, Alt, a lot of these guys can come in and be starters. And you could say the exact same thing about tight ends as well. There's a lot of tight ends that were great in college that come in and struggle in the NFL. So if it's a need here, right, because Brock Bowers is not going to matter if Aaron Rodgers is on his back most of the game. He won't matter the same way that Garrett Wilson and Brees Hall often don't matter. So in in certain games, right, we know that they're good players, but we can't get them the ball because nobody can block. So I get it. I get it. And also GVH talked about a whole different conversation, maybe another Friday. But, Joe, what do you think the Jets invest and any of the running backs in the free agent market can't do much without an offensive line, though. We'll see. There could be some free agent running backs, some low-cost guys that could be brought in to help us. But i got to shut down. Listen, I'm the man of the people. I'm here for the people. Let me show you to promote my Facebook page. Everyone go on Facebook, search The Long Beach Show Show. Like that page. My content's up there. Go ahead and give it a listen. Message me. I'll message right back. I love going back and forth with you folks about the football team. Also, we need some feedback. I love hearing about what you folks think I do here on The Long Beach Joe Show. I'm also on Twitter as well, at The Long Beach Show, at The Long Beach Show. Okay? Go ahead and follow me. I'll follow you right back. I'm and lives under the bridge, and I will have my jersey on at all times. That Vera Tucker jersey will be there, and I am the troll will be there, okay? I'm also on YouTube as well. Go on over to YouTube, type in Long Beach Joe Jets. Long Beach Joe Jets on YouTube. Subscribe, hit that notification bell, so when I post content, you folks will be in the know. And as always, people, when you see me in person, because you will see me, it is arms out, chest open, free hugs for everyone. Free hugs for everyone. The hugs will cost you absolutely nothing. Thank you for taking the time out of your day to call in, interact with your boy any way that you do. You folks will be absolutely best. Without you, I have absolutely nothing. Thank you again for interacting with me any way you do. Until the next show, you folks have a good one. Peace. Yeah. <laughs>